And today I'm sharing this message about angels. You can uh, get the whole message on our website at passioncenter.org. Uh, I would like to start with uh, this scripture in Luke chapter 12, verse 8. It says, I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever disowns me before others, it will be disowned before the angels of God. So um, uh, the, the contemporary uh, English version uh, has a slightly different translation that says, if, if you tell others that you belong to me, the Son of, uh, the son of Man will tell God's angels um, uh, that you are my followers. And wh why it's so, so important to know this when we uh, start talking about angels. Uh, I know that most people believe in angels. Even uh, most religions, uh, Christian religion, uh, Jewish religion, Muslim religion. So the main religions in the world believe in angels. And even people that have no religion believe in angels. So if you go to any bookstore, if you go to chapters and any bookstore in the region, there's a section, a whole section dedicated to angels. So, uh, so one of those shelves, it's uh, packed with books about angels. So I understand that most people that are watching and most of you here, uh, you have this idea that there are supernatural beings, uh, that are spiritual beings that can be manifested even physically in our world that are called angels. I don't know if you ever saw an angel. Can you just wave if you think you saw an angel? I'm seeing a few hands. Uh, I, I've seen angels. I, I've seen a, a huge one. Uh, I remember once in our church in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, uh, there was a huge uh, angel at the back. And, uh, and uh, uh, that day, many people at the church were able to see it. And uh, it was very frightening, comforting, and life-changing. Um, sometimes you may even see angels that you think they're people, but they're angels. And the New Testament also mentions this. It says, uh, you know, receive others properly. Uh, and uh, when he's talking about hospitality, because many hosted angels without knowing that they were hosting angels. And so these uh, beings, supernatural beings, uh, that the Bible talks uh, a, a, a lot about. In fact, there's hundreds of uh, scriptures about angels, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And uh, I, I know we don't talk a lot about it in church, but we have to uh, acknowledge Christ and what he did for us if we want to have angels uh, working on our behalf. And we see in scripture angels doing different things that people need. Um, there's a passage in scripture uh, wh where people are close to a spring of water, a pool of water. And uh, th they know that uh, once a year there's an angel that comes and touches the water. And the first person that jumps into the water is healed. Uh, that's an amazing power of healing from that uh, that angel. So angels do these uh, different things. And many believe that angels are still among us. And I'm one of them. 
<laughs> so those of you that lifted your hand says, oh, I believe. Uh, so I, I want to bring you this message so you'll be conscious that God can send angels on your behalf. And uh, in my life, many times I've received the ministry of angels. I received the ministry of angels that hold my car so I wouldn't have an accident. I received ministry of angels once I was driving through a bridge and there's this monster uh, 18-wheeler truck that comes from the other, the other uh, side and we're both speeding and we passed by and I stopped after I crossed the bridge and the trucker stopped too. And he had his hands on his head and I couldn't believe how we passed uh, through the bridge and he had the measuring tape on the truck he measured the truck, he measured the car, he measured a small bridge, and uh, what happened was impossible. The car couldn't have passed at the same time as the truck. And, um, uh, well, now there's a new road in that region, but I will never forget that miracle of God. And I know that God protected me supernaturally through the ministry of angels. In fact, um, you know, some of you that are more given to dreams and visions will be more sensitive to, to this fact. And uh, I've seen angels here in this place. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I had a glimpse just, I, I shared with some of you last week I was here and, and I, I saw someone passing by. First I was scared because I thought I left the door open. Here's a, a bum that came from, from the outside. And, and then I realized that, uh, that no one was here. And uh, I know that you may think when you see something like this, oh, I'm getting crazy or, you know, or, or and, and some people will say, no, you're not seeing anything. Uh, others will say, oh, if you have those visions, uh, maybe it's schizophrenia. So, you, you, you know, you're seeing stuff that doesn't exist. But angels manifest in our world as God commands them. And um, uh, we can be either acknowledged by angels or disowned uh, according to our attitude. So that's what Jesus is teaching. And this is important for us as Christians because we can just ignore it and say, oh, I'm not interested in that. Uh, but either you're interested or not, the supernatural world exists. And it's important for us to understand that there's not just people in this world. In this world, we, we roam around, we walk around, uh, and then we, we know that God is everywhere, but God brings his angels. Angel means messenger. So these are messengers of God. In, in the Oxford Dictionary, it says that acknowledgement, it's the acceptance of the truth or existence of something. So, so do you acknowledge Jesus? It's the existence of, well, it's more than something. Recognition of the importance or quality of something. The expression of gratitude or appreciation for something. This is just a dictionary. But it's what it means to acknowledge. If we, if we acknowledge Christ, we are uh, thankful to, to Christ for what he did for us. And we tell others. And when you do so, you can count on God to send his angels on your behalf. And as I told you, many times I know I was supernaturally protected by God. Not, uh, it's so many times that this happened to me. 
and maybe it happened to you and you thought, oh, I was so lucky. I was so lucky. Or you, you may think, how did this happen? And you say, oh, it was God. Yeah, but God sent an angel to protect you. And so if you want to, to have the protection of, of angels, you need to acknowledge Christ. You need to confess Christ. There's many Christians that don't acknowledge Christ before others. So they keep it secret. It's like some of you in politics. If you like Donald Trump, you don't tell anyone. Because if you tell someone, you'll be in trouble. You know what I mean? Uh, so so uh, I'm not saying to acknowledge a politician. I'm giving you this as, as an example. Because sometimes Christians are also afraid of acknowledging and saying, I'm a Christian. And more and more today, being a Christian is not popular. And, and so um, uh, we need to uh, have a different view of Christianity. And so we acknowledge Christ. Now, uh, let's move a, a little bit further. And today is just the introduction to this uh, series of messages. And, and uh, I would like just to share today the power that these angels have. So I'm talking about the power. And then uh, next week, we're going to see some practical examples. And also, uh, I know that some people pray uh, asking God to send angels. And so I'm going to talk about this because there are some Christians that uh, have a theological issue with this. And, and so I'm going to share from my heart, my perspective. You may have a different one. So we don't pray to angels, but we can pray for God to send angels. And um, uh, if you never did this, uh, I would like to encourage you to be bold in your prayers. Because God sends angels to protect us, protect our house, protect us when we travel. You know, you know I, when I take a flight... I ask God, God, place a couple of angels on both sides of the plane at the front and at the back. And why do I pray this? First, I pray this because I know how to fly and I had a few scares in my life. And I've, I've been in two planes once I was in, in a plane uh, going to uh, uh, Colombia. And, and as I was uh, in the middle of the ocean... The, the pilot decided to return because there was a problem in the airplane. But he decided to say it in Spanish, and some of you here speak Spanish. And so on the, the microphone, they said, Tenemos un problema con una bomba en el avión. They said there's a problem with the bomb in the airplane. They wanted to say a pump, but they said a bomb. And imagine a plane full of Colombians that speak Spanish. And they listen. The pilot saying there's a bomb in the airplane. Everybody started yelling. And we, we thought. And I started praying. He said, God, send your angels to put the lid on that bomb. And, and so it was a pump. So he said it in English. And they said, oh, gosh. So, so but when we're, we're in stress, <laughs> and now it's funny when I'm, sorry, I, now it's funny when I'm telling you, but it wasn't funny when that happened. <laughs> Not funny at all. There's a bomb in the airplane. Uh, so, so, but sometimes we go through this, and we may not know how to pray. And you can do this prayer. 
Okay, let me just uh, move forward. Jesus said so that we need to acknowledge him or uh, tell him, uh, tell others that we endorse him so the angels will endorse us. And I was raised a Roman Catholic, and some of you here were also raised as Roman Catholics, so I was told that I had a guardian angel always with me. And that's not true. Why do I know this? Because Jesus said that you need to do something in order to receive the ministry of angels. And what you need to do, it's very simple. You need to endorse, acknowledge, confess Jesus Christ in this world. If you do so, you can count on the ministry of angels. In Matthew 18.10, also giving some teaching, Jesus uh, was uh, mentioning this. He said, see that you do not look down to one of these little ones. Uh, and we think he was talking about uh, people that were humble or children. And he said, for I tell you that their, their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven. And from this verse, we get the doctrine or the, this uh, story that uh, the little ones have angels that protect them. Is that uh, reality? Maybe it is because I had kids. And let me tell you that my kids were many times protected in such a way that I cannot even imagine. And I, I know some of you here that are parents, you know also about this. Now, angels were created by God for the service of God. So they were not created for your service or my service. They were created by God for the service of God. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 uh, it says, thus the heaven and the earth and all the hosts of them were finished. This is the new King, King James. And so the heavens and the hosts. What, what is the host? The host is uh, identified by many that study scripture as the angels. Um, can it be just something else? Yes, it, it can. But... Uh, uh, I, I personally think that when it says all the host of them, that is referring to angels. Why do I think this? Because if we compare scripture to scripture in other parts of scripture, like the book of Psalms, Revelation, prophetic words, it talks about the heavenly hosts. And so the heavenly hosts then in other scriptures are identified as angels. So... Um, we see here that at least in this um, uh, report of creation, and then we can argue that angels already existed before Genesis uh, 1, uh, but we see that at, at least there's an order that has been brought by God to the abyss, and God is doing a creation. Some identify as a new creation, I don't want to argue in these facts, but in Genesis 2, it says that they were created. And so they were created before Adam and Eve. So um, we don't know the, the six days of creation, what is the exact length, we don't know. And I'm not here to teach you that today, but just to tell you that before man existed, angels Existed When Adam and Eve were created, they were not intended to die like we do. 
They were not intending to live 100 years or 80 years or 120 uh, in a, uh, average of the maximum. I don't know anyone with 120 except the people that vote in the U.S. elections. But uh, <laughs> just to let you know that we may live up to 120. Mm, I had to insert this one here. <laughs> but uh, we know that Adam and Eve, were not, they were not supposed to die as angels don't die. So the, uh, the angels that exist, some that may be, uh, you know, even uh, assigned to a region or a family, they've met your mother, your father, your grandfather, or great-grandfather, if you've lived in a family of uh, godly people. That was not my case. So maybe they were just assigned, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how God assigns them. But I know this, that they were created... Uh, then in, Col in Colossians 1, it's talking about Jesus Christ, and it says the following. For by him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. And when it talks about thrones or powers, uh, again, this is mentioning or orders or categories or ranks of angels. So not all angels are equal. They're not, they're not all the same. We have seraphims, we have uh, cherubs, we have uh, angels, we have archangels. And so I, I'm not here to give you a Bible study with these uh, uh, three studies on angels. It's not, uh, I want to bring you some revelation. And so there's, there's powerful angels, there's uh, uh, angels that guard things, there's angels that are only uh, in the invisible world, and, uh, but they exist. And angels, they have a will. Um, as um, evidence, some angels chose to follow one of the angels, Lucifer. And, and so they fell from God's grace. So there's a, there's a description in the Bible that the demons are, in fact, fallen angels. Fallen from where? Fallen from the grace of God. So, so angels have access to the presence of God. All angels have access. Even Satan, Lucifer, still has access to God. And you, you may think, how, how can that be? Well, I, I don't know. One day I will know when, when I get to heaven. And then you will know. But um, uh, if you read the book of Job, you see that uh, uh, Satan or Lucifer uh, uh, show himself to God in the throne of God. And we, we have many reports in scripture of Lucifer uh, uh, showing or manifesting himself. So he's a fallen angel. So um, um, again, some angels have a task or a mission of uh, worshiping God. And some are very strange creatures. If you read the book of Ezekiel, uh, uh, it, it looks like Ezekiel was in an LSD trip or something. Because he's describing creatures that are so fantastic that not even Star Wars or Star Trek is able 
to rebuild <laughs> those creatures, though they try. So man, many of the movies you see in Hollywood uh, some, uh, are based in, in scriptures. And, uh, and so there's uh, creatures with foreheads, with uh, the, uh, looks like an eagle, then the yeah, other face looks for, like a lion. There's others, they have eyes all over the body. Uh, others, they have uh, six wings and, uh, uh, and they, they fly. So, so there's different descriptions of these creatures in the Bible. So if you read the Bible, and I hope you read the Bible, <laughs> you will find these uh, 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 scriptures, and you may think, oh, this is really complicated. Let's skip it. Now, today I told you I'm going to show you the power of angels. So I'm going to move to the conclusion of the message for today, showing you, showing you what one angel can do. Just one angel. Okay, there's um, a story in 2 Samuel uh, where uh, Samuel the prophet came to David And David did something wrong. He shouldn't have done uh, something because God gave him a specific order. He said, you know, you shall never number uh, the Israelis. You should, should make a census. Um, and uh, there's reasons for this, you know. You know, we, we live in a world where there's uh, Canada is a, a, a democratic country. The United States, it's not a democracy. It's a republic. And so we have other countries that are a dictatorship. So we have, there's all these levels of organization. But for God's people, God gave them the, the, the government they needed, according to God's model. And according to God's model, he told David that he shouldn't count the people. But he did it. And so he did wrong. And uh, then in th this is a very mysterious story. God gave him uh, a choice for a punishment. All right? So it's like, imagine that you have a, a, one of your kids broke uh, something, broke the TV. All right? And you decide and you tell your kid, okay, you're going to choose your punishment. Do you want belt? Do you want shoe? Or no video games? And so he will say belt, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But this is more serious. Because God tells the following. You have three choices. Number one, seven years of famine. Seven years of famine. Wow, that's tough, eh? Number two, three months where your enemies can chase you in any way, shape, or form. Okay? And option number three. Three days of pestilence, or pandemic, like we call it today. Three days of COVID, or pandemic. Uh, you know, and uh, so you choose one. I wonder if it was you, which one will you choose? Seven years? Three months? Or three days? Of course. David was quick to say, oh, easy. I want the three days. <laughs> I think he, he, he probably should have chosen another one. But he chose the three days. So in 2 Samuel 24, uh, 15, it says, So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from that morning 
until the end of the time designated. And 70,000 of the people from Beersheba died. When the angel stretched out his hand to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was afflicting the people, he told him to stop. Okay? But this is to show you the power of angels. One angel brings a pandemic that kills 70,000 in three days. That's a lot of people, eh? That's a lot of people because think about we've been living with COVID and I don't know how many people died in our region which must have less population than Israel in those days. So let's say the whole population of Israel should be like Montreal maybe. Uh, we really don't know but it was like maybe 3 million, 2, 3, maybe 5 million. So we, we really don't have an account but in those five millions in three days, a pandemic kills 70,000. And it was about to get worse. But God told the angel, no, that's enough. One angel. So um, let's continue. It says, enough, withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then at the threshing floor of Aruna, the Jebusite. When David saw the angel who was... Uh, striking down the people, he said to the Lord, I have sinned. Uh, I, the shepherd, have done wrong. These are but sheep. What, uh, um, what have they done? Let your hand fall on me and my family. So, so uh, he, here's David telling the angel. He saw the angel. So, wow, this is the angel of judgment. And, and so, so he's, he said, it's not their fault. So don't strike them anymore. Just kill me, kill my family. Wipe, wipe us out of, of, of the earth, but spare them. This was the heart of David. There's a reason why God loved David so much. But that apart, I want you to focus on this part of this, this story, which is this powerful angel. Like one angel is powerful enough to destroy the whole world. In fact, one angel can destroy the whole world. And uh, also one of the things we, we see is that, um, uh, let me before I move out of this, let me talk about David's decision. Um, he, he chose the shortest peri period of time for the punishment. And uh, I, I know that after this happened, he thought I, I should have chosen you know, our enemies persecuting us. I should have chosen the seven years of famine because we will all go thin, but it won't be as bad. But uh, he, he thought, okay, well, <laughs> just uh, a punishment of three days, it's not too bad. Hmm? It's like if your father uh, told you you want the belt or the shoe, you, you got hit and maybe you said, oh, I should have <laughs> made another choice. Maybe the video games. Are you still with me? All right. So remember this. Uh, when you have to make a choice, think really through what, what the options are. But in this case, this happened. This is a, a painting by one of my favorite uh, 
um, painters, Geronimus Bosch, that uh, uh, describes this uh, event. Now, um, also, uh, we, we see other occasions, uh, one after the Assyrian army uh, deported many nations, we see that there's an angel that one night puts to death 185,000 Assyrians in one night. So we don't know how this uh, happened. Uh, and this is in 2 Kings, then Isaiah also mentions this. So uh, uh, there's situations and occasions in the Bible in which one angel suddenly strikes a group of people, an army, and they're able to kill 185,000 in one, one single event. So the ministry of angels, it's not always what you're thinking. Because <laughs> when we think, and when I mention the ministry of angels, think, oh, yeah, they're here to comfort and, uh, you know, just to hug me and to listen. There's powerful angels. And that, that's what I want to, to convey to you, mention to you. I told this also in our devotional. Revelation chapter 20 tells that one angel is going to bind Satan, Lucifer. And when it says Satan, Lucifer is referring to the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness is going to be paralyzed, hold by 1,000 years. Uh, and again, this is a scripture that I hope to bring some light about it because after I teach on angels, I'm going to bring you a teaching on the end times. All right, so, so right after the teaching on angels, uh, I don't know how, for how long, and I'm going to do it uh, together with uh, Luc Jean Gras, and uh, another preacher that already visited us. Uh, and we're going to bring you a, a, a deeper teaching for the church on the end times. How many of you are excited to learn about it? All right, great. Now, the ministry of angels is important. You see the power that one angel has. And you may uh, say, so if one angel is so powerful, why doesn't God tell the angel to catch up and bind Satan right now? Because history has a timeline. And the timeline of God didn't arrive. The time that we live now, we have to coexist on planet Earth. Us, the fallen angels, the kingdom of God with the kingdom of darkness. And people here on earth are influenced from either one of these kingdoms. Some are influenced by the kingdom of, of darkness. Others are influenced or chose to live in the kingdom of God. And we here, we call the church, which, are, which is God's kingdom here on earth. But there are still demons roaming around. Now, if one angel, one, just one, is able to bind Satan like this, imagine when God sends that angel on your behalf. Imagine the things that can happen if God sends that angel to protect you. And I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign. Seven angels with the seven last plagues. Last because... With them, God's wrath is completed. Now, Revelation 
brings the revelation of Jesus Christ and talks about events that we're going to learn about, events that didn't happen yet. <clears throat> and here we see that there are seven angels that are commissioned to bring seven plagues. This picture here is uh, a montage done by um, some preachers that are mentioning that COVID-19 will be one of these plagues. We're going to learn about it, and I gave already some teaching about it in March uh, to try to identify uh, if it's truly one of these plagues. At this point, I don't think it is. Why? Because if you read the book of Revelation, you see the effects of these plagues. And the effect of the plague that we're living now, it's very small, very mild compared to the biblical description. It's bad, but it's not yet at that level. But these plagues are brought by seven angels, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Do you still want to be alive? <laughs> yes. And, you know, and when this happens, there is a promise of God of protection over his kingdom. So we shouldn't be afraid of these things, but we need to have knowledge. And we need to know that God sends angels in order to perform his will. Those angels uh, that, uh, that I just mentioned in Revelation bring God's wrath or God's punishment. Remember that God asked David, what punishment do you want? Now God is not asking. But God gave us the timeline. He gave us the revelation. And he said, this is about to happen. There will be seven plagues. Each plague comes through an angel, a ministry of an angel. And, and so as a church, we need to be aware of these things. But uh, the, the, this, this, uh, this ministry of angels... Uh, it's not maybe what you expected with this message, but I wanted to share it with you nevertheless, because we need to know that the end times will happen through the ministry of angels. God is also waiting on us, the church, to be at a certain point when these events can happen. But God promises in, the, in the, his, his word that is, he's going to protect us. And uh, what I wanted to bring to you today, mainly as a scripture, as a revelation scripture, is this, that these powerful beings that exist from before man was even created, they're super powerful. They have superpowers. They have abilities that are extraordinary. It's hard for us even to imagine and, and, and so if you uh, observe paintings of angels uh, or if you put angels in your Christmas tree, it's not a fluff, you know, stuff that you put on a Christmas tree. They're real. They're powerful. In fact, Scripture says that they listen to messages in the church. And they're in awe and wonder 
of what we know. I'm going to mention this on the third message. So the angels are kind of in awe of the revelation that comes through the Holy Spirit to the church. And this is one of the reasons why angels also attend church. <laughs> and you, you may not see, but I don't know if there's two of them sitting here in these two supposedly empty chairs. Hmm? I've been in times of worship where angels passed by the altar and the whole worship team saw them. And, and they asked the people, you saw what happened? What happened? Because people were, if you're chewing gum with your hands in your pocket and uh, distracted and thinking about how you're going to pay your bills when it's time to worship, maybe you're going to miss some stuff. <laughs> But if you are truly in the spirit of worship, when we're united, then we'll see wonderful things happening. And the Son of Man will tell angels, hey, Joanna is my follower. Protect her. So sometimes even we have accidents and stuff that happens, and they're not worse because we had protection, and we don't even realize and we don't even know. So those, these powerful beings are sent. And uh, again, some are stronger than others. That's why in scripture some are mentioned as archangels. Arch uh, meaning they're in a superior rank of what will be a regular angel. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, in three uh, Sundays, I cannot teach you all about this, but I'm going to teach some interesting things. So today, even I mention an, like a negative aspect of the angels, which are these plagues and all these people dying, the pandemics in the Bible are brought by angels. And if in the Bible they're brought by angels... I wonder when we suffer an, an epidemic situation like we're having now, they can say it came from a bat, it came from a pig, or it came from a chicken. But let me tell you, if you're spiritual, you need to analyze things, not just in the natural, you need to see it in the spirit. And I'm not saying that it was an angel that brought the, this COVID-19 thing. But what if it was? What if it was? If it's not the Chinese, if it's not uh, the bat or whatever, what if it was? We, we will know when we get to heaven. In the meantime, what we need to know is this. You can count on God's protection. A thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand to your right but you will not be harmed. And so and you need to get hold of the promises of God and knowing God gives angels orders concerning you. Like that angel destroyed 70,000 people. And when it gets to Jerusalem, God says, enough. And then there's an encounter between the angel who has the responsibility for the killing and the man 
who has the responsibility for the kingdom. David and the angel. David sees the angel and he falls to the ground. Many times there's angels that show up and people fall and they call them Lord. So David called the angel Lord. Was the angel the Lord? No. But he's bringing the Lord's will. And so in that sense, he calls Lord because he knows that that, that angel brings that judgment of God. So when you see angels, it's not for your amusement or my amusement. When we see them, it's because God allowed us to see. And when God allows us to see, there's a reason for this. Because God doesn't do things. God doesn't own a Netflix, uh, heavenly Netflix to entertain you and to amuse you. So there's always a purpose. There's always a reason. And you need to be willing and ready to confront your own fears. There's people that say, oh, we need to confront our demons. I'm telling you, we need to confront also our angels. Because the reason why God allowed the angel to clash with, uh, with David was the angel had already the order to stop. But it seems that David had to had the experience of seeing the, that being that b- brought God's wrath. And sometimes we need that to keep us steady in our faith. Let us just stand and I would like to pray for you.